My name is Tarago. I'm a fighter from the Soviet Union. I fight all my life and I never lose. Soon I fight Rocky Balboa and the world will see his defeat. Soon the whole world will know my name. Happy holidays, everybody. I'm Nolan. Stacy Glover. Melanie Daniels. And you're listening to Cinema Parlor. Stacy, look at it. You flip me off and it just keeps... Erect. Very erect. It's slightly <laughs> naughty. Not nice. What are you drinking? You know, for today's show, I'm having a apple cider and Maker's Mark I feel like you've combo. had something like this. Over the last few episodes, we had. I, uh, I had that the last episode. Oh, well, not that. I had ah. the the Evan Williams whiskey mm, yeah. cider with the cider. Yeah, so that's right. It's yeah. a good. They're good mixes. Chef's kiss, straight up, y'all. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What are you drinking? I brought a couple of things. I've started off with Rogue Santa's Private Reserve 2021 Kringle Crusher. Mm. It's got Santa. In wrestling gear, doing the Macho Man elbow to, it looks like a Krampus. Nice. This is my secondary backup beer for mm. the middle of the show. Okay. It's called Christmas Days, Santa's Cookies. Solid holiday choices. Thank Melanie, you. Melanie, what are you drinking over there? A glass of water. Classic. That doesn't count. I want everyone to know how intense this layout mm. is. Coca-Cola Zero, small glass of soju, and then I have a hot Earl Grey. So my nice idea setup. is... Start with the tea, mm-hmm. go into some water, mm-hmm. move into the soju, mm-hmm. and then the new Coca-Cola flavor. It's so good. It's not sponsored. Not sponsored by Coca-Cola. No, but it feels very appropriate for 80s excess. Yeah. Coca-Cola oh, branding. Is Coca-Cola the polar bear commercials? It sure is. Yeah. The Santa. Yes. Pepsi don't have no Santa, do they? No, they definitely do not. They got Pepsi Man. By the time you listen to this... Holidays may or may not still be upon you, but we're in that mode. We're in that spirit. When you were a kid, did it ever occur to you that maybe you got up too early, like Santa hadn't made the rounds to your house yet? No, you know I'd wake up. You sure. know, three it, o'clock. It hadn't never failed you. So you've had instances where you woke up and Santa hasn't come yet, but like <laughs> maybe maybe Santa was working on it with Mrs. Claus. You know what? I don't want to talk about that, but I do want to talk about a situation like that here in a bit when we talk about what we've been watching. I'll give that as a precursor. We're not doing that. Damn it. Yeah, I'm sorry. That's okay. Well, holiday episode. I'm sorry, okay? So tell us about your Since we're not doing that, can I just say, everybody, I just watched Christmas Evil for the first time. Oh, it's really good. And you all should watch that. And since we're talking about Santa, there's a great scene in the opening where a kid sees uh, quote-unquote Santa Claus and his mom. Uh, Let's just say oral sex. I'm happy that never happened with me. I feel I would have been... not right the rest of my life if something like that had happened. Today's topic, Rocky IV, 1985, directed by the man himself, Sylvester Stallone. Christmas classic. Stacy, this is your choice. Tell well, us, uh, give us some thoughts and and uh, reasoning for today's wonderful pick. I thought you would have a lot of fun. You guys would have a lot of fun with the movie. The answer was it yes. takes, the, the final fight takes place on Christmas. That's right. 
So, therefore, it is a Christmas film. In Mother Russia. And it's about a lot of things that Christmas is about, like consumerism, excess. Uh Family. There's a lot of family. There's a lot of relationships, Uh partnerships. Robert Tapper. Yes. A lot about uh, changing. The Warrior's Way. Mm -hmm. James Brown. Living in America. Gorbachev. Yeah. All the things (laughs) for Christmas. He tore that wall down. That he did. Well, with the help of Hasselhoff. Excited is the first word that comes to mind, I think, that you picked this movie. It's a Nolan favorite. So, you know, great job. And we all here love the Rocky series. Absolutely. All seriousness from me. This is my favorite Rocky movie. This is the one that means the most to me. I think it's the one that I find there is a lot to digest and talk about with this movie. And I find it the most entertaining. Like, from start to finish, it's just a movie that I have watched countless times, and I could watch countless more, because it brings joy to me. The first film is damn near perfect. I love it. I think it's one of the greatest sports movies of all time. I mean, Sly, his talent, I feel like I've talked about this before on the show, too. I don't think he's ever gotten enough credit for how truly brilliant he is as an actor and a writer. This film is kind of on its own little thing. Like, I consider Rocky Four. I love it, and I love the continuation of the characters, but it feels different than the others, as does Rocky Five. Rocky Five is my least favorite. I would say Rocky Four is just... I, it's not that it ranks anywhere for me. It's just its own thing. And then Creed is also its own thing. I love this film. Okay, I'm going to go on a bit of a rant. Real quick, I won't make it fast, but there was there's a podcast, and I, one of the first podcasts I ever listened to was film spotting and it still goes on today i remember when i started listening to that there was an episode i listened to and they were talking about if there's one movie from such and such era or whatever say that an alien race came to what's the one thing you would show them or like if there was one movie about a certain topic or something an 80s if i had one movie to give to someone who knew nothing about our world or our country or anything It'd be Rocky IV. For me, it's everything that was going on in that time period. The top of excess, it's Reagan's America beating the Cold War, beating the Russians. It's consumerism. It's all this in one. For me, this is the movie I would pick that would like to someone who knew nothing about 80s America, especially. And the last thing I was going to, one other thing I was going to say before we get into this movie real quick is uh, the critic Jay Hoberman wrote a great book a couple years ago called Make My Day. And this is all about the Reagan era in American filmmaking. And in a lot of ways, he's very negative because of what our movie system became from the 80s. But also the 80s is a fascinating time because such weird shit was being made and stuff that would never get made again or even think about being made again. It's It's weird the effects the Reagans had on, and I say Reagans because it's a man man's on video games and, well, media in general. I I just wanted to tell everybody that, like, you should read this book because it is very fascinating. It's very thorough, and Hoberman's a great writer. So, anyway, if you're interested in this era, read it. Where does Rocky for fall for you? Lower tier Rocky. I think the first three are better. I like the Creed movies more. I like this movie. Recently watched the Rocky vs. Drago, which I also liked. I don't think it's better than this version. But it feels like there's a better film that exists between the two. As Mullen said, this is such an iconic pop 80s excess dialed up to 11. 
his recutting taking out so much of that. You still have the montages. There's key scenes that make Apollo a more well-rounded character in the film and that make his death more meaningful and marrying the two is a better call than cutting out. I, you have to have the robot. and This displays Stallone at his best as an artist, but also his worst as an artist. The writing is not very good. I think that it's got the weakest moments for like stable characters that have been through the franchise. Like Adrian, she's like at her worst in this film. They're her writing is not very good. Rocky, like the, just the basic structure. So in each film before this, like, Rocky has to overcome, like, he has to learn something through his training to overcome the obstacle. So, in Rocky Two, he's going blind in one eye, so he has to learn how to fight right-handed so he can protect his blind side. In Rocky Three, he finds out that Clubber Lang is stronger than him, so the only way to beat him is to be faster. That's why he goes to L.A. to train with Apollo, to become a faster fighter. So in this, there's nothing like that. There's no lesson learned. It's just, and he even says it to Duke. I think it's, well, depending on what cut, I think in the original cut, he says it to Adrienne, but the, you know, to beat me, he'll have to kill me and he'll have to like stand in front of me. Like the whole thing is just like, I'm more of a man than he is. And so there's not a lesson that the character learns there's no growth for any of the characters like there are in the three previous films. I, I think it's just a weakness in the writing. But I do think Stallone at his best, he is really fucking good at making these training scenes and these montages. If I was showing a class montage, like just film 101, I would probably show Rocky IV over like Potemkin. Oh, we watched mm -hmm. some of the Rocky IV montages in one of my film classes. Yeah, they're great. They're, they're so good. Uh, one thing I would, just on, on a my personal level, I would disagree with is the thing, I think one of the reasons I, I love this movie is because how different it is. You guys talked about it. It's very, it's kind of its own thing in a way. I, I like when sequels do something that's not normal. I like that there's not as much character stuff as this because I know these characters from the earlier movies. It's like, I know what their tendencies are and I, I didn't, I don't need that. Like for this movie, it's just like, it flows so well for me as just something that is just pure entertainment, pure abstraction almost. I kind of hate this term, but I understand why people apply it to this hollow cinema, hollow film. Sure. Escapism at its finest. This is so sure. big and melodramatic, but that's okay. I, I, that's that's my thing. I, I do think it stands out on its on, as its own thing, and I think that's why I personally respond to it so well. So... I think that Stallone's smart and he has ideas based off of history. Like that's how he writes these movies. So the first movie is very much based on Chuck Wepner fighting Muhammad Ali and lasting mm -hmm. uh, 15 rounds. And this one is very clear. Like the inspiration is the Joe Louis Max Schmeling fight. So it's Max Schmeling German over in the 30s when Nazi Germany was coming to power. They're more powerful than us. Like that was the show. Joe Lewis loses, but then in the rematch, he comes back and wins. And I think that is like the basis for Rocky IV. You know, he he does that with these films. Like Rocky Balboa is very much about like George Foreman's comeback. Sure. You know, when Foreman was fighting in his 40s. Mm -hmm. So I, I think that something like that's always on his mind. Seems to be a bit of a history buff. All right. What's the synopses? All right. From Letterboxd, Rocky IV, 
He's facing the ultimate challenge and fighting for his life on caps after Iron Man Drago, a highly intimidating six foot five, two hundred and sixty one pound, very uh, precise pound Soviet athlete, kills Apollo Creed in an exhibition match. Rocky comes to the heart of Russia for fifteen pile driving boxing rounds of revenge. Our uh, cast here we have Sylvester Stallone as the titular Rocky. Uh, Tyler Shire, Shire, I'm sorry, as Adrian, Carl Weathers as Apollo, Dolph Lundgren as Ivan Drago, Bridget Nielsen as, I guess, Drago's wife, I believe, Vobet, I don't know how to say her name, I apologize. <laughs> we have Burt Young as Polly, Tony Burton as Duke, and I think that's probably good enough. Who plays Cree's uh, wife? I can't remember her name. Oh, yes, I should name her. Give me one second, I'm sorry. Uh, We should also say James Brown's in her. And uh, Sylvia Mills as Apollo Creed's wife. Her name's just Mrs. Creed. All right, we open this thing. Eye of the Tiger. America versus Russia. How about that? We relive the Rocky Three fight scene. Rocky versus Clubber Lang. Rocky is victorious. As we go into that, we have uh, Rocky versus Apollo reminiscing about old times. And having some fun in the ring. Uh, anything you guys want to talk about in these opening rehash scenes a little bit from basically Rocky Three, right? This is just a side note. I feel like people talk down on Rocky Three a little bit. Rocky it's, Three it's is a fun great. Movie. Yeah. It's fun. I like Rocky Three a lot. All right, right from the beginning here, we have Reagan's America on full display from beginning to end. I'm going to use this word a lot. We have already used it in this episode, so to get used to it, extreme excess, and it doesn't let up. Uh, we get a great opening with uh, a robot. Happy birthday, Polly. It's obviously Polly's birthday. Uh, we have a rocky son with a camcorder. We have double cakes. We have champagne. We have a wrist snake piece of jewelry from Rocky that he's giving to Adrian. So obviously, we're, we're in full excess mode here. This is something that's been on his mind, though, through the whole series. And I think that this is something because they hit on this a lot in Rocky too, because he has some success and he starts doing commercials and gets some sponsorships. So he buys like that, like goofy leather jacket with the tiger on the back. He buys the motorcycle. He buys Adrian, all these things. And she's like, well, you know, you, you should think about saving your money and stuff. Well, to take it all the way back, I think that Rocky is very much a story of he's the American dream, whereas mm-hmm. immigrants coming into this country, he started out with very little, and mm-hmm. he is made his self, to the top. He's self-made. Mm-hmm. He fought and scraped, and nobody thought he would do it. And He's like a mobster, except a boxer. <laughs> but he... <laughs> nobody has confidence in him, and the whole struggle of Rocky is... He constantly, you know, flips that coin and and kind of changes his fate again and again and mm-hmm. again. Well, in Rocky Three, they talk about it too because he, he has so much success. They buy the mansion and everything. Mm-hmm. He gets the statue in Rocky Three, and during the the speech on the beach that Adrian gives, one of her best moments. You know, she she's ripping into him like, "What are you afraid of?" Or no, she gets to the heart of the problem. He goes, "I'm afraid." She goes, "What are you afraid of?" What what can we not lose? This money. <laughs> she brings up the money and stuff. That's right. I, I think it's just something that's always on his mind. Like this having 
like Rocky being like this cash cow and like him feeling a responsibility to be that. Like that's why he takes the fight in Rocky too, because it's the only way he can make money. Yeah. Cause he's, he's worried. He wants, he always wants Adrian to, cause even the first film, he's, he wants her to have nice things. He wants to provide. For well, they get that taste. Mm-hmm. It also has that call of so many, not so much anymore, but so many athletes coming into money and just, and rock stars, like, I mean, it happens. People get, who gather a bunch of wealth instantaneously, they'll just frivolously spend and just spend on stupid things and lose all their money, and then they're, like, on the surreal life years mm, later. That's, like, what Rocky Five is about. All the terrible purchases Rocky has made through the, you know, Rocky Two through Four <laughs> comes back to bite him in the ass, so he has to train, like, Tommy Gunn, like, ride his coattails to, like, make some money. I've only seen it once, and it's been many years ago. It's forgettable. Yeah. A fight in the streets. That's right. <laughs> uh, I will say, as as we move along in my notes, I have a, sh- <laughs> I have an ongoing theory with this film that oh I will gosh. talk about as we go. Uh, all right, so, and it starts with this scene. As we transition uh, to our first look at Russia in a Von Drago <laughs> trying to ruin America and their overabundance of ex- excess as Russia is living itself in excess. Apollo even has a TV out by the pool. He watches the Russians, and he wants to fight Ivan Drago. Uh, Rocky is out waxing his sports car, and his son is playing with his robot. Oh, he's wearing a really... I feel like this is the the black Adidas with the mm-hmm. the red and green. It's, he looks so good. That's right. All right. Uh, on the TV, we see uh, a, Ivan Drago basically saying, uh, I'm a... Well, he's a hard hitter, and he said, whatever he hits, he destroys. Next, I have down, uh, we get some more Polly, which, who I love in this movie, by the way. I wrote down that I want that Polly life. Robot being his servant, he does nothing. He's living it up. Well, doesn't he make the robot his girlfriend? He changes oh, the voice to a lady voice? They are definitely in a romantic relationship together. Well, they're, like, married. Because yeah. he gets annoyed at some point Absolutely. when she's nagging him. But, it, yeah, whenever we get Happy Birthday Polly, it's very electronic, more masculine. And then all of a sudden, she's a mm-hmm. got a sultry voice. That's and right. she's bringing him beer. What the hell is that? That's my girl. Thanks, honey. You're welcome. It's a nice song. It's my favorite. You're the greatest. See you, sport. See you. Paul, who taught her to talk like that? She loves me. Huh? Polly is what you aspire to be in Absolutely. life. Absolutely, You want to find someone to leech off of. Yeah. Or you want a sex like, robot. Both. Yeah. Okay. Absolutely. Uh, <laughs> you know Polly gets this by basically pimping his sister out. That's either, either here Polly, or there. Well, I mean, that's Rocky 1. Yeah. That's like a whole other thing. We're talking about Rocky 4, Polly. I mean, it's... <laughs> oh, man. Continue. <laughs> All right. Uh... Next, we get this scene with uh, Rocky and Apollo talking here. And you'll notice, I I wrote these down a few different times, but there's a lot of talk of change. And this is our first instance where Apollo basically saying, I don't want to change. He's talking about wanting to go back in the ring and take down Yvonne Drago. And Rocky telling him, maybe you need to change. Rocky's words were perhaps right, as we come to find out. Rocky's giving really good advice to Apollo. He does. He's giving very good advice that he uh, tends to not follow himself later. 
Absolutely. And he says it in the scene that's in the theatrical cut of Rocky Four. But Apollo talks about being warriors and like they don't know another way. In the recut of it, there's so much more context and stuff on like what Apollo's intentions are. He knows that he might end up going out on his shield, but that's what he wants because he does see himself as a modern warrior. And this is one of those things that I feel should have been in the theatrical. I know that you said you're fine with less character stuff, <clears throat> but in a way, it's it's interesting and it makes his death more meaningful. So I just want to say real quick that I don't think we said this. We probably should have. We are doing the theatrical cut of this. Oh, yeah, yeah. You guys have both seen the extend or the director's cut i have not so we're gonna uh fast forward to the apollo versus drago exhibition fight we see uh drago's wife and i just wrote down yo bridget flava flav reference a bit for you anyone out there old enough to even comprehend what i'm riffing on but if you are i watched all of that stuff i, I watched, watched a lot I of watched, it as a youngster i forget what their show together was called Flavor, flavor, flavor of Love was one. No, 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 Flavor of Love, that was his dating okay. show, whatever it was. But he was on The Surreal Life, that's where they met. That's and right. then they had, I don't know if it was Flavor and Brigitte or whatever. Or Surreal Life? Isn't that just like celebrity rehab? No, it's um, celebrities. It's like real world, but with celebrities. <laughs> Did they do a celebrity rehab thing? Yeah, I think that's a separate thing. I feel like these are all like VH1 MTV shows in the early 2000s. Yeah. Not great. Not great. Like, none of it's great, but I but did watch They did that. exist, and we yeah. watched them. That's the only reality TV I had time for, and I had 100% time for look, it. I, had... I love Flavor of Love. I love Tila Tequila. <laughs> I love... I, I remember that. Look, I had two sisters, and you're damn right it was on TV a lot at my house. Rock of Love. That was another one. Absolutely. They, I didn't watch any of those. There was Rock of Love Charm School. Mm, yeah. They sent the bad girls that were mm -hmm. rock and roll girls trying to date Brett Michaels mm. to a charm school, finishing school, so they could learn how to not be... They had to learn, you know? It was pretty sexist. Mm -hmm. I'm glad that I've always enjoyed just watching movies and playing video games. Yo, Bridget! You think you're better than me? Feel strong, my friend? He's feeling strong over there. Russians versus Americans press conference. It goes poorly, to say the least, uh, as uh, tempers flare. So here we go. He should not even be fighting this man. He is too old. He's too old. Absolutely. Because <laughs> they wanted to fight American champion Rocky Balboa. Rocky Balboa. Rocky Balboa. Mm -hmm. That's right. All right. It's exhibition time. We have East meets West. Drago versus Apollo. More excess. Living in America. James Brown. Something that, sorry to interrupt you. No. Something that I think is really great about the compositions during this intro, and I also think this plays a little bit better in the recut because you get more Drago moments, so you, like, find out that he's not, like, a mindless monster. You see some of it in the theatrical cut. Character breaks through, for sure. I love him being under the stage in the ring by himself, Dolph's eye acting in this mm -hmm. is really him looking around kind of confused and disgusted a little bit. This isn't what the, we're fighting, we're warriors. Such a great stylistic choice by Stallone here. Mm -hmm. 
I think this is one of the, and I'm sure you have more written, sorry, Nolan. No, um, you're fine. I think this is one of those things that people could watch like on a first time run and think, oh my gosh, this is so over the top and ridiculous and stupid. And it's like, that is exactly the point. It's very intentional. That's why Drago, you know, ascending from the ring and everything coming up, the light on his eyes and him looking around, he's very much, it's, he's the straight man in the situation, but it's. America so over the top and so arrogant and so mm-hmm. I mean Apollo is so overly confident that to me it's the way he's painting in these broad sh- the Soviets being so cold and rigid and cut off and America being overly yeah. patriotic and overly uh, enthusiastic and just thinking like I'm gonna win this is nothing and yeah it's an exhibition match but he doesn't even consider that he's gonna lose and I don't think they ever say it like during the film but I'm I'm pretty sure that Drago, before he kills Apollo, like his nickname's like the Iron Bull, because like that's what Creed's coming down on is that it's the bull's face, the Iron Bull, and he shatters it with his like yeah. when he's punching to the music and it like twists and stuff. Yep. I think that's really interesting and it's a very good visual. What's what's really great? And I'll, I'll mention this as we we get later into the movie, but looking at this scene and seeing the difference in when the match happens in Russia and how Drago is introduced, they're very interesting marrying those images because yes, they're very different, but they both live in a type of excess. It's just the way Russia does. It's more focused on a militaristic standpoint. Militaristic. It's calculated. Yeah, absolutely. It's all machine and electronic based. It's rhythmatic. Science. Science. And, And with America based in, Poppy celebration, emotion, uh, this flamboyance almost. Well, and I mean, you could also see it from just the ideology of the different, you know, governments. It's very much America, the self versus, you know, communism, you know, with Russia, it's the community. It's both of them are, I mean, both countries, it's extreme nationalism just right. expressed in different ways. Mm-hmm. Equal propaganda. And, yeah, absolutely. And I think one of the, the things this this movie, in, in my point of view, is, is going for, and it's not what the filmmaker intended or anything, this is just what I'm going through is, I, I feel like what it's saying is we're heading down a line that while it seems fun and enjoyable at this point, we might be heading towards what Russia is. And I find this interesting in a way that, and I'll talk about some of these things as I point out. Well, I definitely think it speaks to recklessness. Uh Uh-huh. Celebrating individuals in a way as well. And I find it very interesting as the movie goes along. Worshipping false idols to extreme. Absolutely. Well, we're also a lot better not getting caught for doing steroids. This is true. (laughs) I mean, Russia, because like that was the thing even before the movie came out, because they show it in the movie, like him getting shot up with a needle. Mm Mm-hmm. And, like, he's using, like, all this high-tech machinery that would just be, like, garbage gym equipment now. Russia had, like, steroid scandals before, like, this last Olympics. I mean, they've been caught, mm-hmm. what, like, two or three times, yeah. like, over the last, sure. like, 30 years? Yeah. yeah. Like, doping? Yeah. And, and I really think all this has to do with, as they talk about change so much in this movie. And I, I think it all just ties in on how this these events happen, in my opinion. I just had a couple things, just Sorry real quick. Really no, no, it, it's great. Uh, yeah, this this, to me, is, like... This one of the standout scenes of the movie. I I love this uh, 
James Brown living in America scene, the song, the costumes, the dance routine, the set, the compositions as you. Yes. Can we just for a brief moment talk about how shitty it is that Carl Weathers' career never went into a place that it should have? Like he should have been a superstar. How many single vehicles did he have? Like Action Jackson, and that's it. Yeah. Yeah, like, like an, off the top of my head. Yeah. Yeah. In these movies, he is so good. In, in all four movies that he's in, like he's very good in this film. A lot of his stuff got cut, unfortunately. Like even in the first Rocky, his like eye acting and his expressions, like during that fight, it like it gets you emotionally invested. Yeah, he's a really great actor. You know, one thing I've always respected about him is obviously he was a great action star in the the movies that he was in, but. He's also a great comedic actor. I mean, we've seen him in things like Happy Gilmore. Like, he had a wide range that I don't think people actually understood enough. It's kind of interesting whenever you have somebody that is physically as impressive, as attractive as Mm -hmm. he is. He's a very good looking man. Absolutely. But he is, he's so sincere and like whenever he's, especially in Rocky 1, whenever he's delivering some of those lines. But he, in Happy Gilmore, he fully goes for it. Well, he does that for Arrested Development too. Oh, yeah, yeah. He's great. Yeah. Because I mean, Carl deserve more love. It's really just like his big films are these Rocky movies and Predator. Yeah, yeah. I think he deserved more of a shot. I agree. So we're gonna get into the exhibition fight here. You will lose, Drago to Apollo. The way. Oh, I, I want to point this out and see what you guys thought. The way the light bounces off of jewelry and cameras, the camera flashes. It really pronounces the luxury. Like ting, ting, yeah. ting, ting. It's, it's, I really took note. I do think that Stallone is smart enough. I think he's kind of making fun of the American way oh, yeah. I, it, in I, this I, movie. I, Even I, though like yeah, yeah. he is like the American hero, by the end of the movie, this is like a fuck yeah America movie. I do think that he is aware of the excess. Yeah, I, I think it's all intentional. I think so too. And that's... And, I will say you guys would know more about this than I do because I haven't really studied Stallone as much. I have no idea what his political background is. I assume that he's conservative, but I really don't know. And you can answer that for me in a second. But I just want to say, like, in my reading of the film, yes, he is making fun of America. And yes, like, he thinks he, we, we should change in a positive way. So, yeah. He hates the fact that Reagan was so pro-Rambo. He hates that Rambo became a a Reagan thing. Okay. Like, he's talked about that because Reagan has a speech where he's talking about Rambo, too. And Reagan, like, famously, Stallone is his favorite actor. Mm-hmm. He had a poster of Rambo, too, in the White House yeah. that was signed. I did know that. <laughs> that, like, he <laughs> loves these movies. Right. Mm-hmm. And Stallone never saw Rambo as, like, a Republican figurehead. He sure. just saw him as, you know, like the broken soldier. So I, I do think it's kind of interesting that this life has, you know, come from like these, this IP that he's created. Mm-hmm. Yep. That maybe wasn't intentional. Sure. I mean, he's, Stallone's a Republican. Like he's, he's very conservative. He, which is, a lot of those guys from that time period are too. Well, like Arnold. I feel like most rich people who are older are sure. conservative. I feel like him and Arnold, they don't like whenever people politicize their films in general, mm-hmm. like one way or the other. Sure. Like they've both spoken out on that stuff before. They seem pretty pretty woke when it comes to social <laughs> stuff, but they don't want to pay taxes. Which I, you know, Way it you is what it is. Up. Yeah. <laughs> so let's get into this fight here. Actually, I mean, it, it, it's a pretty fast fight, if we're being honest. Uh, Drago pummels Apollo in round one. 
What a terrible ref, I wrote. So in the recut, the fight is way better. Feels like a real boxing match. And Apollo actually stands a chance. And his death is more of a freakish thing instead of just a complete slaughtering. Okay. Yeah, I would say it It almost... Again, it's kind of weird to me that that stuff's not in there because it feels so important. And it makes... Since Stallone loves all... Like, he takes all the fight segments very seriously in those films... So it's kind of odd that this one is so brief, and I don't know if they just did it for... I don't know why he did it. I don't know if he talks about that in the documentary. I haven't watched his documentary on the making of. Yeah, which, that's another thing we'll pimp out, that Stallone put a free documentary on YouTube that talks about, like, his revisit of this film in the editing room and, like, things that he changed. And he comments on the theatrical cut, and if you're into this film or just filmmaking in general... It's phenomenal, just, like, seeing the process. Well, it's amazing free content. Yeah. Yeah, no doubt. All right. So, yeah, I, I wrote down, um, just, we have we have a terrible ref on our hands. This, this is my opinion, okay? <laughs> I, don't, I don't think he's good, but that's all right. Uh, Rocky doesn't throw in the towel uh, the way he should when we start round two, uh, as, uh, you know, Apollo's getting the shit kicked out of him. I will say, boxing refs were different back then. That's fair. I mean, there's... There was a famous fight. I can't remember the fighter's name, but this dude who was a promising prospect got his career ruined because the guy he was fighting, they took all of the padding out of his gloves before the fight. So he was just bare knuckling, like destroyed this man's face. That's a rough time. And it didn't get caught until like way later. But this guy was already like half dead in a hospital. That is tough. It's awful. The Ollie Frazier fight, like part three. Sure. That fight should have been stopped. Look, Both of those men almost died. That is that is fair. The, the only thing I disagree with you with, and if we disagree, we disagree, but it's an exhibition fight here, man. You gotta you gotta stop that fight. But it's America versus Russia, Nolan. It's, also it's not an important Rocky's, exhibition. Here's the thing. It's not Rocky's call to throw the towel because Apollo mm-hmm. tells him don't throw that towel. several times, mm-hmm. no matter what, mm-hmm. don't throw the towel. Well, the ref, I do agree. The ref does suck because he does get in there to try to break it up, right. and he gets pushed back, <laughs> and he never takes control of the fight. Which, yeah, like, Drago, like, pushes him. Excuse me, nope. Mm-hmm. Like, you can't touch a ref. That's true. I mean, it's happened a lot. You can't touch a ref. <laughs> That's more wrestling rules. You can't touch a ref. <laughs> then they get knocked out. You don't do that. And then they're done. And you gotta, you gotta bring another one down, but the count... They're covering them. And oh, that's no what they should have done. I guess the counterpoint would be, even if that ref tried to stop it, I mean, if Drago wanted to commit murder, he was going to. I don't think he wanted to. I think that I think that he's got that barbarian rage. He just he just had it inside him. Oh, so you don't think he wanted to kill Creed. You do think it's a total freak accident, and he's not just a vehicle of evil from Soviet Russia. Correct. Okay. Because look on his face and stuff, like... No, I agree. Because <laughs> he, he's saying... Like, when they interview him, he's like, Drago! He wants to be taken seriously as an athlete. This whole thing was presented as a freak show. Yeah. And if he dies, he dies. That was my next line. (laughs) That is... Well, I'm sorry. No, you said it. You got it. Do you want to say it, too? If he dies, he dies. How many times have you said that in just every day? A lot. (laughs) I say a lot of things. Is that one of your most quoted... That and this this is the last round. This is the last round. <laughs> That's that is one of my favorite quotes <laughs> of all time. Do you think who's more evil, Drago or Mr. T, Clubber Lang? 
I mean, Clubber Lang comes to the the statue ceremony and he tells Adrian, like, you're looking for a real man. Like he's gonna Yeah, but like, I like, Lang's gonna fuck her. I personally like that. I think it's got a he's got a You like big dick energy. Yeah, like in a real like arrogance about him and I don't know. I, I like that about Clubber. Drago, I mean, you don't really see his personality very much other than like he's just a brutish figure. So I don't know. What what do you think's a better pre-fight ripping? The Drago? Oh, Clubber. The oh, What's Clubber. your prediction for the fight? Pain. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. I think Clubber is mm-hmm. Clubber's a better mouthpiece. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, so Rocky doesn't throw the towel in time. Uh Drago lands a finishing blow to Apollo and kills Apollo. As Stacy said, Drago's line, if he dies, he dies. We move on to Apollo's funeral. Nolan, real quick before yes. we get into the somber Absolutely. Bit. If Stacy is in an expedition fight, yep. he tells you, you don't throw that towel. You don't throw, no matter what, you don't throw that towel. You see him out there. Mm-hmm. He's getting hell. Yeah. Just beat right out of him. Yep. Do you throw the towel? I throw the towel. Because regardless of what here's he the says, thing. that's I, your friend. I understand he's bigger than me. He could beat me up at this point in our lives. But, you know, he's never, I've never gotten to altercation where we... Apollo, look, Apollo and Rocky, like, Rocky's not afraid of him, but he knows that Apollo, you can give him some pretty big hell in that ring, you know? He might, he might do some damage to me if I throw the towel. Mm-hmm. With him, I know that deep down he loves me. That Rocky doesn't throw the towel because he's scared Apollo's yeah, going to hit him? I think so. He's I worried he's going to get what is- black eye. <laughs> you know, He's like, I don't want a black eye again. With Stacy, I know that deep down he loves me. So even though, you know, he may have a hard exterior... I know if I throw that towel, you know, he might be a little upset on the inside. But wouldn't but... you say the the telling him to not throw the towel is more about like, I can do this. Don't don't count me out. Like have confidence. Wouldn't the most convincing part be when Duke is just holding on the ring and says, throw the towel! Throw the towel! I've never seen a bottle take so much punishment. You'd throw it then, like if Duke was yelling at you. Oh, hell yeah, I'm afraid of Duke too. <laughs> I love that you're just, th- you're throwing things because you are an armor. Throw the damn right towel! Now. I'm fragile on the inside. I think Duke's acting, I don't know if you guys are making fun, I think Duke's yeah, acting Duke's during good. this. Duke's is, fucking great. He's so good. I feel like I something the Rocky Duke. series needs is more Duke. 100%. I love Duke scenes throughout the series. We need more. Oh my gosh, Rocky won. When he's tra- talking to Apollo, it's like, I don't like this. He's just bad for us, baby. Mm-hmm. Oh, like that's love, so good. I love Duke. I fully agree. Every film, ten percent more Duke, at least. Yeah, Rocky Balboa. So good. I love that Duke's his trainer mm-hmm. comes back with him, and it's just old man Rocky and old man Duke. We are gonna lift some motherfucking weights because knockout power never goes away. That's a good call. Love to do. That's All sweet, right. Though. No also, good in The Shining. Yeah, I throw Tony the towel Burton for you. Now you may be mad, but you. You'd forgive me at some point. Tony Burton, actually an expert at chess. He plays chess in Rocky IV later in the movie. But apparently he beat Stanley Kubrick at chess on the Shining set. Oh, man. Kubrick's like a well-renowned chess player as well. Well done. How come we didn't get a bigger Tony Burton career? The questions we don't have the answers for. Fucking Duke's awesome. Do you think it's because of we had all these white male action stars i think that there's like a weird transitional period where you really just had like two dudes at the top who were feasting like clint was still in his 
little circle doing what Clint did. You're my guy, Clint. Because you think about, like, the guys that came in, you know, Jean-Claude, Steven Seagal, Dolph, like, all of them had, like, lesser careers, and it was really at the tail end of, like, these action careers. I think the 80s, it's it's those two guys, or you gotta be, like, a big budget, just weird fucking movie or IP or something. Yeah. I, I think this transition from, from, like, Shaft and those type of movies to... Action Jackson's great. For the record. It just came too late. We get Apollo's funeral. It happens. You know. It's better in the recut. Uh, Rocky decides to avenge Apollo's death. Uh, Rocky will face Ivan Drago on Christmas Day, December 25th, in Russia. How do we feel that he decides this apart from his family? Yeah, it's a big, you know, F you to Adrian, you know. Adrian the kid? Yeah. Man's gotta do what a man's gotta do. Mm Mm-hmm. Does not consult with his child, his wife, nope. nothing. He, his best friend, Polly. And now he's like, if I die, I die, you know? Yeah. Basically. You can't win! Can't change anything, Adrian. All we can do is just go with what we are. You can't go with what you are. Have you read the papers? Do you know what everybody says? It's suicide! You've seen him. You know how strong he is. You can't win! So now we have an exchange between Rocky and Adrian. Where now Rocky is saying you can't change, and now Adrian is the one telling Rocky, yes, you can. It don't matter. Rocky's going to do what he's going to do. He seems defeated. Nothing left to live for. I don't like this scene because it's such a reverse from Rocky Three, where Adrian's like, fucking do it. Like, what are you afraid yeah, of? Yeah, it's a weird... This is one thing. Adrian in this film is... And Nolan, I'm sorry to keep harping on this because you haven't seen it. In the recut... The, there, it's a little bit more rounded for Adrian, but it's still stupid. It doesn't feel she's always his ride or die. She shit happens, but she comes back in the end, and she's always like in his corner. Like this is weird. I think the only time like her being down on Rocky fighting should have been Rocky two because he was going blind in the one eye, yeah, and all that shit made sense. They're starting a family, but then she gets over that shit and. He, he's there for the, the birth of the son. Adrian comes out of her weird pregnancy coma. Yeah. And she's like, when? Then Mickey stands up. Oh, what are we waiting for? And then they get to it. And he wins the fucking title. And Adrian should have just been behind him the whole time like she was in Rocky 3. But then she has this stupid shit in Rocky 4. You can't win. You're gonna do it. His best friend, mm-hmm. best friend, Sans Polly. After created, Polly becomes the default best friend. I think after that, like, Duke should be his new best friend. I know, but in, probably true. even in Creed, they're like, oh, so who's Polly? He was his best friend. Strong words. Okay. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, more. So we have an, another another conversation of, uh, of change. Rocky seems defeated, has nothing left to live for. This is where we get montage number one. No easy way out. I disagree with you. I don't think Rocky has nothing to live for. That's the way he's acting. He doesn't care if he lives or dies. No, 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 no. Recontextualize this. Because Rocky says, to in that conversation with Adrian, that for Drago to beat him, he has to kill him, and he has to be a better man than him, and he doesn't think that Drago is. He's come to terms that no matter what, he's going to win this fight because he, in his heart, that is on fire, believes that he is the better man than Drago. This, it's just... The no easy way out it is, it's wonderful because it gives you the greatest hits 
of the first three films. So it's like, hey, remember all the moments from the three better films? We're going to do that to a kick-ass song. Blasphemy. And you're going to get this really awesome song. Rocky's driving. And we're just going to show you all the best bits. He does look like he's going through it. He's down and out in this scene. I understand what you said there. And I get it. After that conversation he just had with Adrian, it seems like he doesn't give a shit. Obviously, he just saw his best friend die from the hands of this man. And it's like, well, I don't care. I'm still going to fight him. So fuck it. And then he has all these depressing thoughts of the montage. Well, that's just to show that everything in his life has been difficult, and this is just one more step. He can do it. He can do it. He could because he did all the other things. He, All the other things didn't break him. This isn't going to break him. That's why he's the better man when he's going to stand across from Drago. Drago didn't have to deal with this shit. You know? What are you going to do? He's going to win. You, there's no easy way out, though. And this is a great moment. You talk about the great moments from the earlier films. We get this moment from this film. Gosh. It's my favorite because the song's awesome. Tapper, Stallone, collaborations. This is better than Angel in the City. I won't disagree with you, but I, I don't like the gauntlet being thrown because I really love Angel in the City and Cobra. It's I think it's great. I love the robots. Again, there was something with robots in him <laughs> and Bridgie and then the 80s, and I love it. Rocky arrives in the land of the Soviets. We get Burning Heart. One of my favorite songs in this movie. There is so much at stake. Seems our freedom's up against the roads. Does the crowd understand? Is it east versus west? All man against man. Can any nation stand alone? In the burning heart. Just about to burst. There's a Hell of a track. Back to old time living. None of the fancy excess of the 80s America. Back to your roots. Back to the hardworking, red-blooded America that you knew before Reagan. And that's where we're at right now. Montage number two. Most important montage for me for my reading of the film. So in this, we have the Russians, in particular the Drago. Russian Oh, I thought you were talking about the nationals that are, like, following him around. No, no, I, I should have said Drago in particular. So we see the way he's working out. We have the electronic gym. The way he lives in excess here. And through all these... Now, I know you make fun of him because uh, we can now. But what the movie's trying to say is, like, look at all this big tech machinery and equipment still, that Drago's going awesome through. I think it looks awesome, too. I think it looks cool. I, oh. I love all the cuts. I think Drago me. loses the fight because those ab machines that he's using probably fucked his back up. <laughs> so, yeah, you get that cut with... I think it's interesting you talking about this point because he does the same exact th same thing in Rocky Three. Because in Rocky Three, I don't know if you remember, but before the first fight, 
his training is like pretty lackadaisical. He's in this big gym and he's like, you know, posing in between, like taking shots at the heavy bag and stuff. And Mickey's like, no, we got to get back to the old gym. Yeah, I think it's important. And then Rocky, like after he loses, Apollo's like, we're going back to the roots. Yeah, I, I think why it's so important here is because of the cutting back and forth between what the Russians are doing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And how they're going about it. And then how Rocky is going about it. And basically for me, what the film is saying as it continues on is, what are we doing with American life now? Why are we living the way we are? And we need to go back to our roots and not live in this excess and this point of we're headed towards communism, in my opinion. And I think that's why this scene is so important for me and the way it cuts between the two and the way Drago is going about his training, mirroring how Rocky's going about his. See, I I always just took it as a, the clumsy, like, you know, one man is gym of life, oh, the other man is steroids. I, am, I think this is brilliant and on point. They're both in Russia at this point, but I really love that we see so much of Drago's body. There's mm-hmm. a lot of his meat on display. And Rocky in this segment, like in these, not as much. Covered up a lot of the time. That second one, though, when he's shirtless doing the weird ab exercise. It's good. But I'm saying, you see, like Drago, they're really like focusing on that physique and that body. I would like to clarify. What I meant by clumsy is it's not in form because... Like, I agree. Like, I think all the montages and the music selection is on point. Commenting on doping, and it's like, ah, pot, meat, kettle. Sure. Because I don't think either man passes a pee test. (laughs) Just going to read what I already said, because that's what I have down. Uh, The reason I like this montage so much, the Russians also living in excess with their fancy equipment and steroids. Rocky had to go back to his roots, as does America. You have to leave the excesses of the 80s. American, remember who you were to defeat Drago and the Russians and obviously defeat the commies and end the Cold War. I know I just basically said this, but I'm going to rehash it because I wrote in my notes. How about that? All right. Most important montage for me for my reading the film, the Russians also living in excess with the fancy equipment and steroids. Rocky had to go back to his roots, as does America. You have to leave the excesses of the 80s America and remember who you were to defeat Drago and the Russians and obviously defeat the commies and in the Cold War. After this, we move on to montage number three, Hearts on Fire. Any thoughts here? I love this montage. There is not a bad training montage. This one's definitely one of the stronger ones. The song is really fucking killer. His machismo. We haven't talked enough about hair in this, but... Mm-hmm. His beard rules in this movie. So good. He's rocking that Nighthawk look. Oh my god. Mm-hmm. Nighthawks. We will cover it. Yeah. I, I enjoy this montage too. All the montages in this movie. So during this time, Adrian decides to come to Rocky. 
She's, she's, she's got a change she's of heart. randomly had that change of heart. She's like, all right, I'm here for you. They both left their child on Christmas. That's right. He does have the robot. Poor <laughs> Polly. He's getting cheated on. By the kid? That's right. I'm sure Absolutely. that they have, like, some... Parental settings? No, no, no. I meant, like, a housekeeper. The kid's being looked after. Yeah, neither one of them have a lot of family to, to speak of. That's true. She yeah. only has Polly. Yeah. He doesn't so, have yeah. anybody. The kids just yeah. got the housekeeper and the robot for Christmas. All and right. you know that they're flying back like the day after Christmas. That's I, Oh I, yeah. They'll be so, there. In fact, I think Rocky Five doesn't it pick up like right after this movie? Like oh, he knows the doctor after the Drago fight. If you fight again, you're gonna die. After this, we get some more old school training versus the modernity of Drago and Russia's tactics. After it's basically fight time at this point. Drago what, versus Rocky. What do you think about like, how they show Drago's training, like, so many machines and stuff, but also it's, like, the boom of the 80s fitness craze where Americans are getting into the gym and using these machines mm -hmm. for the first time. Is there any thought to that dichotomy? Not that I had in, while watching, but since you bring it up, I do. I think that's interesting. But I kind of like, because we covered Pumping Iron earlier this year, and I feel like there's a lot of, that's in 74, 75, whenever they mm -hmm. film that. And it comes out in 77. Yeah. And I feel like you're on still riding of that wave on people are now they know about bodybuilding and they're getting into fitness in a way that's not just, yeah, we want to be healthy. It's like, look good on the beach with my tan and all good. Mm -hmm. I'm pretty sure those early 80s Olympias actually aired on national television, yeah. like when Frank Zane was winning. Yeah. So it, I think it's interesting. Like, I wonder how important this movie was into the fitness craze because you know you see drago mm -hmm. and you see you know you see stallone and you see him lifting weights throughout the series i could do that like he's using these machines that i see at our local mm -hmm. gym like that's interesting i wonder if this movie had like an influence on the fitness craze it's a fair question i do like that it shows rocky just like with the jump rope and gym of life you can do it anywhere mm -hmm. it doesn't matter what equipment you i have. should learn from a rock <laughs> You just need a slab of meat and just punch it in a freezer. I need to try harder. <laughs> yeah. Fight time. Drago versus Rocky. Uh, we get a wonderful shot of Polly with an American flag draped over him. He's truly an unstoppable force in this film and series. Polly, he's great. Okay, so I think we talked about this earlier, but we'll talk about it again real quick. Now we see uh, how the Russians live in excess before their fight. Pledging allegiances to Drago and their leaders... Comparing and contrasting to the opening of Apollo and Drago's fight. So I, I think these are great mirror images of each other. When you say excess for the Russians. Yes, it is. Do you mean this just for those in the government machine that are, you know, because, you know, like their their people are like really fucking dirt poor. Yes, but the way that I'm just talking about what we see on the screen. Right. And the way that it is propaganda, but it's an excessive propaganda. Not to get into this, but right. Korea, they're always doing great. Every single so, so, mm -hmm. okay. people are starving. Yep. And I, I think I know what you're saying. I just want to clarify it so, like, we're super clear. For you, it's more of, like, the nationalism yes. that's on display. That is their excess. Yes. Like, the, the rituals uh -huh. and the iconography that they're using that, that fuels this nationalism mm -hmm. is comparable to our, our excess in the self. Yes. Yep. Absolutely. And the way we both view it politically. Like politically, sure. Mm -hmm. And the other thing I'm, I'm trying ways. to get across, which I've said earlier, is just how, in my opinion, this, this film is 
showing a road that we're headed to if we don't change. I just didn't want anybody to be oh, sure. like, Nolan doesn't know Russian people were poor back then and that was part of the problem. <laughs> no, but again, the propaganda being like, we're always doing great. Everything's great. Uh, Greatest nation. Everything's right. wonderful. Oh, yeah. We get down to the fight. Uh, Drago says to Rocky, I must break you. The fight starts. Before we get into Montage 4, anything you guys want to say about the opening of this fight or anything? In the recut, this fight plays a little bit better as well. Mostly through shot selection, Drago being more of a character. I do find that, like, that line that you said, the I must break you, he has to. He is a, a cog in this political machine. Like, he has to beat Rocky. Or he'll has be to embarrass him. Or, yes, he will be discarded. So, whenever you were younger, did you view Drago as, like, a bad guy? This is probably one of the first Rocky movies I ever saw. And this was my favorite in the series until I became an adult. Because, like, this is the one that was on cable. And this is a perfect cable movie. Because you know, the other Rocky films are closer to two hours. So they would have to edit shit for time. This is short. This is an hour and a half. Nothing out of this film is cut when it plays on TV. For me, as a kid, it was like, oh, he killed he killed Creed. Creed is Rocky's friend. Rocky has to go avenge him. I don't know about you, Nolan, but like there's mild cognizance around the Cold War because like we we grew up near the end of that. Mm -hmm. You know, I remember like the wall coming down, like that being a thing on the news mm -hmm. and that being a big deal. But I I never put it to get like you know Russia versus America like that wasn't a thought at the time. It was because and all of our media at that time it kind of was like all the action films we were watching mm -hmm. it was you know Russia's the bad guy and, and even after the cold war it was kind of yeah. like that yep so drago murdered creed he's the bad guy yeah i mean that's how i saw it as a, as a kid as well i mean uh this th like you said this this one was on a lot on whether it be tnt or tbs TBS, whatever station yeah i watched it a lot as a kid and yeah i mean when you watch it without fully understanding or fully contextualizing the film, Drago is a piece of shit as a kid. And you're like, yeah, I want to see this guy die. I never took it that he meant to kill Apollo. I, and I always felt bad because I felt like his country was pushing him to do this. It stresses that he's so young and unexperienced. Mm -hmm. but yeah, Where I, like I Clubber Lang is kind of villainous. Yeah, yeah. I know most of it was like the capitalist slant. You, you're just selling what makes money and yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But if you think about it, like things that are marketed towards boys, these are fucking warriors. Right, especially... All, all the movies that we watched, it, it's these yeah. guys with the guns and... It's like, that's what you want. It's yeah. like, I want to watch a movie where explosions happen. I want to see machine guns. I want a fucking machine gun. Like, at, when it, as soon as I get old enough to get a machine gun, like, get me on that, you know, Absolutely. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to blow up all the shit. These, these were the ideas, and that's why our age, we, it was just different. That's all I can say. It, like, we were brought up on machoism and machismo, machismo. and... And when you put in together Reagan's 80s and these excesses we've been talking about this whole time, it's like these, the, this is what younger boys were turned on to and how they felt would give them form of masculinity. And I feel like this machismo where we just are mm -hmm. supposed to take, yeah, that's just the way boys are. But I mean, we were bred on 
like violent yeah, yeah. media. And, and I don't think like in taking the stuff, I don't think that watching the stuff when I was younger, like that made my upbringing worse. People can enjoy this stuff and that's not mm-hmm. who they are. Sure. Right. But I do think it is interesting that like so much of what was being sold to us at the time was like very militaristic. If you're playing video games, if it's not like a sports game or Mario, it is a game where you're a part of the military machine. Like you're playing Contra, like your guy looks like Stallone or Arnold and you're shooting aliens. It's fucking awesome. Not to go too off far off the deep end because <laughs> I won't, but I just want to bring up, I think this is important to say real quick. And and I know that I, I deal with mental health issues and depression yeah. and things like this, but I think a lot of, men our age deal with and it's not easy for them to talk about their emotion or what they're going through because you guys and, have been conditioned because we, we this is how we were brought up you're and, conditioned and, that men don't cry right don't show emotion and i i think that's something that just sucked about society and, and i think we're trying to get to a better place and i hope we are i always like talking about our cable tv adventures absolutely <laughs> We're going to go ahead and go into montage number four. We have Rocky versus Drago, and it kind of go through goes through rounds three through 14 uh, as we see the ups and downs of each of them doing their thing. Okay, so we're at this point in this movie. I got to ask, how do you guys feel about none of the classic music being in the film? We don't have Gonna Fly now. We don't have the classic fight music. It's been changed to, I, I think the track is called War. Like, do you miss it? No. For me, I like when things kind of branch off. So that's another strong point for me. kind of like that Rocky Four doesn't doesn't use it. I like that it's kind of its own thing. And it, the soundtrack is killer. It's so mm-hmm. perfect. So I don't mind it. How about you? I do miss it a little bit. I, I would also put it under the pocket of the other things that I miss from this movie that the series does earlier on. I like this movie. Sure. So yes, uh, as as we go through this montage towards the end of it, Russian crowd has started to turn a little bit on Drago. Uh, they start cheering for Rocky, which is always a very funny moment for me. Kind of Drago is, I think he's got a lot going through his head. Uh, There's so much on the line for him. Absolutely. He, he can taste defeat yeah a lot lots happening there we said it earlier this is my favorite line of the film as one of the commentators says this is the last round now now there's the bell the war is on this is the last round can i say some nitpicks sure okay so the fight with apollo's 10 rounds right because it's an exhibition Mm -hmm. so the only fights at this time that are going 15 rounds are championship fights Now, Rocky, which we don't talk about because it happens in montage, but he is stripped of the heavyweight title because this is an unsanctioned fight. Why is this fight 15 rounds? I think that's a fair question. I don't have Because it is another exhibition. No, I think it's a fair point. I don't have an answer. Famously, in commentary, round 12 through 15, like those are always, these are the championship rounds. Mm -hmm. You know, if it makes it that far. I I think the theatricality of having them go 15 rounds, like, it make it look that much more stressful. Mm -hmm. That's, I mean, that's why I assume he did it, is because, like, this is so much harder. Drag it out. Yeah. 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 Uh, I'm just gonna finish this off here as, uh, just this match here as, uh, towards the last round here, Rocky and Drago 
you know, they're duking it out here. Rocky finally gets the upper hand at the end. We get a shot of Adrian in the crowd yelling, you're going to do it, obviously. Uh, and at the end there, Rocky knocks out Ivan Drago, and he takes the win. Anything you want to talk about real quick in the end of this fight? Well, so his handler comes down from the the Soviet uh, box yep. where all the leaders are, and he yells at Drago before the beginning of the 15th round, like, you idiot, like, the, mm-hmm. our people are cheering for him. Drago lifts him up, and he's like, I fight for me. Yeah, that's right. Mm-hmm. Not, yep. That's, that's right. pretty cool. That was. I actually wrote that down. I forgot to... You forgot to talk about say it. Say it, yeah. Because I, I saw that I wrote down Drago fights for himself, not Mother Russia, and I didn't remember that moment, and now I do. So that's why I wrote it down. So. Yeah. Anyway, well done. All right. So yeah, uh, after after Rocky wins, uh, he says some lines to the crowd. During this fight, I've seen a lot of change in. So more talk about change. Rushy, uh, Rocky, I'm sorry. To the <laughs> Rushy. Rushy. Rocky to the Russian crowd. If I can change, you can change. Everybody can change. Rocky to the crowd. And just like that, Rocky ended the quote-unquote Cold War, saved America from the Reagan era, and we all ended happily ever after. It just took like six years six years to come into effect. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> roughly. Yeah. <laughs> Final thoughts? Anybody from... from so from the during that fight, a little trivia... So Stallone had to go to the hospital because Dolph Lundgren punched him so hard. He punched him in the chest. His heart was swollen up. And he almost died. That's intense. Yeah. Stallone likes to always film a round, like, real boxing. Yep. To make it look real. Which is crazy because, like, these fights, the further into the series you go up until Rocky Balboa... The sillier they sure. are, mm-hmm. like Rocky Three and Rocky Four are just haymaker yeah. spam fest. Yeah. I I will say it's it's very pleasant on a entertaining level. Like I I love watching them, but yeah. absolutely it's it's nothing like real boxing. There's no blocking. There's no really any form of uh, Bombing, game plan leaving. or uh, yeah any adjustments. It's just knock the shit out of each yeah. other. Not I, even good form. It's just right. like these weird like wild punches. <laughs> yeah. Something I love and this is again not this film. It's the first film. I love the makeup and yeah. how busted they yeah. look. Right. It's so good. It, it's, it's pretty gnarly. In the beginning of Rocky 2. Yeah. But yeah, I I agree. It's silly. Yeah. Which is, I think it's interesting <laughs> oh. that him as a filmmaker, like his thoughts on that change because like Rocky Balboa looks very realistic with its boxing while he's not the director of these films, the Creed films are also more realistic with how they shoot their boxing. Yeah, I don't even understand. It's, yeah, it's crazy. Uh, yeah, I, I mean, that I fight scene in Creed doesn't make sense. No, it's one shot, no cuts. F- FYI, I have yet to see the Creed films, so I should watch those someday. Oh, um... Creed 2 is a very satisfying follow-up to Rocky Four. I will say that it is a direct sequel to this film. Very nice. Going back to Sly going to the hospital, so he had he said that he wanted he told Lundgren specifically he's like I want you to punish Rocky like I want you to really show your dominance and he hit him directly in the chest and he was like of course we left that in because how could you not leave that in mm-hmm. so like the shot of him hitting him in the chest is in the film and the love that cut. that's great yeah. Dolph Lundgren real life <laughs> badass and genius and genius he is a super smart man hell of a guy. Full package. Absolutely. He also should have had a bigger career, I feel. 
That's mm-hmm. true. I, I don't know why he's so talented, smart, and attractive. It's weird that he didn't pop off in a bigger way. Nolan, based on your love for this film, I do think at some point you should watch the recut. Yeah. Just to... It still has the stuff you like. It sure. doesn't have the robot. I'm sorry. Yeah, you know, I'm very skeptical on it, but maybe someday I'll watch it. We'll see. I, I just love this <clears throat> version, and I think this movie is just so good for me. I think that I feel like you might feel the same way as me after it, to where if we just inserted some of this footage into the theatrical film, like this is, that's the best version of this film. But, um, criticisms of the recut. He takes out Brigitte. Oh man. She's, she's still, she has like no dialogue. Yeah. She's, she has like, I think during the press conference, she says some things and really that's it. Like she, Mm -hmm. he cuts her out, which is kind of, it, to me, it feels... I don't know, because, again, I didn't watch the documentary, but it kind of feels like, well, I used to date her. I'm gonna cut her. He doesn't comment on why he cuts her. Yeah, because she's, she's good. She and she looks great. I love well. her being like the... the yeah. There's a wrestling storyline in, well, not modern day, but, you know, Lana and Rusev and WWE, where she was... It was very much this type of... The ravishing uh, Russian Lana. Yeah, and I, I love... The Bulgarian brute Rusev I, I love, fighting American hero John Cena. Exactly. I nice. love just, like, a stone-cold bitch, like, going mm-hmm. out there and just, like, being being tough. I'm into it. Yeah. Absolutely. I love Brigitte Nielsen, though. I think she's legitimately great in Cobra. That's a different story. Nice. Do we want to get into our categories? Yeah. Do we have any other... No, I... You know, last thing I'll say is... Uh, I. If I haven't explained it enough, I love this movie. I'm glad we covered it. Good pick, Stacy. And it le- is like legit, legitimately one of my favorite like American Hollywood films, especially from the 80s. So yes, let's get into categories. Let's see. My high moment, I'm going to go with... It's, it's montage number two for me because of how... Yeah. This relates. I'm sorry to step on your feet, uh-huh. but I feel like we miss talking about this. The soundtrack for this film. Mm. This is one of the greatest soundtracks from an 80s film. Yes? Yep. Yeah. Is it the greatest? No. Because I would say other contenders, Purple Rain, Top Gun. I mean, I would pick this over both of those, but I also don't have a relationship with those two movies. Purple Rain, like, the album is better than the movie. So it's for me, it's, a, it's kind of a different thing. But Purple Rain's, like, the best Prince album? No. One of the best albums, yeah. But ever just, again, that's a, it's a technicality, and for me, I just just a straight up soundtrack paired with the images that were shown. So, what I think a soundtrack should do. Both of you like this way more than Top Gun. Yeah, like Top oh, Gun's not even in the conversation. Not, not for me no, personally. Not Interesting. Yeah, yeah, I think there's some some bops for sure, but playing playing with the boys. No, I mean I love volleyball. Yeah. No. Yeah. This. I mean, I, I don't like, I'm not good at this stuff, so I won't like, won't say it's the best, but it's up there for one of my personal favorite soundtracks. Fair enough. Speaking strictly to soundtrack, not score. Mm -hmm. Just to clarify. Absolutely. Because that, that's a totally different Yeah, we don't want to step on Vangelis' feet. Absolutely, we will not. You know, yeah. As we get back to highs, I'll, it's between montage number two and James Brown for me, but. I'll just go with montage number two because for me, it's an important moment in the film for how I read the film. So yeah, that's absolutely. my personal favorite. Uh, my low, uh, not enough robot. How much? Okay. Give me a percentage of how much more robot you needed. Give me 
two more minutes of screen okay. time. I'm not asking for like a lot here. Just give Usually, me a little more. I want to know a little more, bit more about Polly in his in the robots in like, her relationship. Just like two more scenes with Polly and the robot. Absolutely. And give me like a little in, more interacting with the yeah. fam. I get it. Yeah, that's fair. And then uh, my make him laugh moment is obviously uh, Polly in his birthday cake, and he when he's blowing out the candles. Something happens. The, the kid the, gets the whipped cream. That's right. Gets the whipped cream and goes all over his face in the birthday. And you like that? I love that a lot. I like when Polly gets ripped. Like it really gets me. Yeah. Yeah. Because you know he doesn't take things well, so Absolutely. it actually infuriates him. <laughs> yeah, that's good. My high is no easy way out. My low, the writing, just like the lack of meat. Like I think that there's a really good movie that exists here. I just feel like a lot of it ended up on the editing floor. And I feel like between the two versions, he still hasn't gotten it right. Might make him laugh because there's a lot of funny moments in this movie. Mm -hmm. I will say a runner up, and I know this is cheating, but I want to call this part out because it makes me laugh. It is when Stallone comes home from the third Creed fight where they, it's just him and them, ding, ding. It's when his kids got the camera and he's like, Dad, don't shake. And Stallone goes, whoa. Yeah. That's mm -hmm. really funny. My other make him laugh. This is the real one. It's because it's podcast I listen to, Fire Escape. This guy on there, Mike Hardy, I think is his name. So just rant, because they love Rocky Four. Nice. So he will just randomly, you can't win. That part in this movie always makes me laugh. But now hearing his terrible impersonation of her mm -hmm. makes me laugh even more. Where you do your own terrible impersonation mm -hmm. of her. Of him doing her. Yeah. Love it. Because it's so bad. That's so meta. And her line delivery is just, it's really bad in that moment. <laughs> yeah. And it's a betrayal of the Adrian that was in Rocky Three. Which that leads into my categories. Mm-hmm. I hate Adrian in this movie. I no wonder he leaves her on Christmas. What a to not be mean. She's pretty useless here. Yeah, the underwriting of her, which is a shame because he can write her well. I don't like, and I think that there's not enough meat to to Creed. So his death. He's this character that has gone through so many so many highs and lows with us. It's. I feel like there's not enough there. Whenever he dies, like there's not enough. So the re-editing does do a good job of giving you a little bit more meat to that. What were you gonna say? You can't win! Absolute garbage. Anyways, um, my high, it's uh, for montages, since you guys all listed a montage, Hearts on Fire. I have to say it's probably the exhibition fight intro. Mm -hmm. If we're being honest, that's the correct answer. My make them laugh. Can I just say something real quick? Yeah. Going back to what you just said, mm -hmm. that sequence, one thing I forgot to talk about, because... I didn't write it down, but it makes me laugh every time. As <laughs> when oh, the no. sequences... Are you about to take my make him laugh because it's the Polly thing? Yeah, go the ahead. The Polly and go. the stick. Yeah. Like, what is he doing? What is he <laughs> holding? It's weird. Do you know what we're talking about? Polly during it, he's off to the side. Yep. And there's a shot also where, like, as the girls are coming out, <laughs> the camera is a close up of their asses. Yeah. And yeah. then we get a pan to Polly's face. And Rocky is like, gives this, like, yeah, it makes me laugh every time. I love this movie. Like, even my complaints, like, it's small, it's small squabble. Like, it's not a big deal. I love this movie. I think it's great. I think the recut does do. I think if you're a fan of this, you should watch it in, it, uh, 
as you said, it should have like married both. He should have kept the pop film and he should have intercut some of those um, speeches and longer scenes with dialogue and some of the the fighting in the the first fight, the exhibition match. So yeah, I love this movie. I'm really glad you picked it. I was so excited that this was the Christmas film this yep. year. It's it's a movie we've all seen multiple times, but it's it's a good one to just have a conversation about and not, like there's a lot to discuss with it. I, I think it's a fascinating film. Oh. I did it all for you. Thank you. I love and it. this is one of those films you just if it's if you're scanning channels, like you're channel surfing, this is on you're at least going to stay for whatever month. Yeah, it's it's, it's definitely it something out, like if it's on, like you're going to keep watching it. Yeah. yeah. I don't know how you don't finish it's it. It's so good. Like if you have the time, if you don't have to be anywhere and it's mm-hmm. on like, fuck yeah. Mm-hmm. Rocky four. I'm down. Yep. Yeah. I, yeah. it's such a breezy, easy mm-hmm. watch. Nice minutes. Yep. Absolutely. All right. Do you have a MFK for us? I do. Melanie. So, and this is, it's, Again, this is just strictly character-based, and this is Mary Fuck Kill, Rocky Balboa, Apollo Creed, Ivan Drago. Actually, okay. Do you want to go first? I don't I'll, know. I, no, I gotta go, think about this first. for a second. Okay, so I am going to kill Drago. I'm going to fuck Apollo. Mm-hmm. Apollo was not a great family man. Relations on the side. You don't find out about that until Creed. He he was constantly flirting with, looking at other women, dancing around. I'm just saying. Because he's a superstar like he, Muhammad Ali. He is a superstar. Who also Who was also a, was a, yeah. I would definitely F him. Um, Muhammad? Yeah. That's that's neither here nor there. But um, I'm going to marry Rocky. Rocky is such a good husband. Like, he is so into Adrian even after her passing. He loves her so much. Even whenever she's, like, just being a shithead, telling him he can't do things. Let me tell you what I'm going to do. Okay. I'm going to kill Drago. Yeah. It's a mercy kill. Okay. Especially after this movie. You know that he's not getting... No, it's a depressing... I don't even like... Yeah. It's an awful, awful time afterwards. I'm going to marry Apollo. He's been in the game longer. I think his lifetime earnings are higher than Rocky. Okay. I also think that Apollo was better at managing money than Rocky. Oh, fully agree. Yeah. So I'm going to have that sweet ass mansion. I'm going to be in the pool watching TV. Unfortunately, my husband passed away during an exhibition fight. Yeah. But you know, I'm okay. I'm taken care of. I'm living that lush life. And he had investments. He Therefore, had, yeah. I have the freedom to go fuck a Rocky Balboa, which I will. He seems quite generous, the Italian stallion. You know, I. I this might be the first time I agree with Stacy. I'm killing Drago. I'm effing Stallone. I'm marrying Apollo. Yeah. Oh, I honestly, I don't think you could go wrong with either. It's, it, I mean, like, absolutely. Yeah. Look, we're and I talking think that about beautiful Drago men would probably here. Be a great, He'd know. be a great lay. I don't I, know. I if, know a lot of people like to talk down on steroids, but a lot of you know, steroid uses, yeah. it hasn't hindered penises. That's right. You know, he can still perform. He's <laughs> fine. But yeah, you know. I respect your answer, Melanie, because it's not really wrong. I just, for my tastes, I like, I like a uh, a little more arrogant and self assured man in Apollo, and I think you know he's he's sure of himself. I think he's you're downplaying how passionate that first kiss is in the first <laughs> Rocky film. What are you gonna do? 
I was yeah. really hoping you'd throw Polly into this. No, absolutely she not. She knew that that would be like easy money for me. So there, you would marry Polly. There. Okay. So there's. T- yeah. That's. That would be one if I threw him in. I would be shocked if he didn't. Absolutely shocked. No, it had to be. I thought about that, and I thought, I was like, there's sometimes where I can't include certain people because it's too easy for no one. Polly, Duke, Drago's handler. Brigitte. I mean, we can do that, too. No, 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 no. no. I like how it turned out. (laughs) This has been fun, guys. Great episode. Uh, Before we go, uh, you can find us on Twitter at Cinema Parlor, on Instagram. Uh, you can find the show on iTunes, on Spotify, SoundCloud, wherever you get your podcasts. Uh, rate and review us. Yeah, you can find me personally on Letterboxd at Chuck Madden Jr. Letterboxd, Esclave84. Plastic Werewolf on all social media. I'm going to stick with Letterboxd. I fell off. Like, it's so hard. That's all right. Yeah. Because I, ha- I feel obligated <clears throat> if I'm watching something, I have to write about it. Not that I'm, like, writing anything mind-blowing. I'm not. I feel like I have to, so it's like I have to take the time, and I just, there's sometimes where I'm yeah. just like, I don't feel it right now. I, I feel it, too. I, for me, it's... Because I don't rate films. I, I will, I've reviewed a lot more in the last few, last year, really, than I than I did in WoW, which, mm-hmm. which is nice, but I don't review everything. It's also nice just for me, personally, because I have not the best memory at times, so it's nice for me to just, like, remember what I've watched <laughs> to go back and, and I think it's interesting too because like re-watching things mm-hmm. if your views yeah. change because a lot of times that does happen that's true 2022 is I'm gonna write more film stuff so hell yeah I'm gonna focus on that we'll I like see. that we'll try baby steps heck yeah happy holidays everybody and be safe enjoy your time with friends family whatever you do and uh yeah we'll see you guys in the new year Double.